Welcome to Best in Class. I'm AJ Madden. I help people and organizations become best in class at what they do. I'm here with a very special guest today, someone I'm really excited to talk to, uh, a friend, mentor, and coach of mine, Brian Kane, who is the creator of the Mental Performance Mastery Coaching Certification Course and the 30 Days to Mental Performance Mastery for Athletes program. He's also a number one international bestselling author and highly sought after speaker and mental performance coach. Brian has taught his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery system on stages all over the world to audiences such as Paul Mitchell, Whirlpool, and Burton Snowboards. His resume boasts a list of Hall of Fame athletes, including four Major League Baseball Cy Young Award winners, a Heisman Trophy winner, eight UFC World Champions, World Series and Super Bowl Champions, Olympians, and over 1,000 professional sports draft selections. Brian Kane, welcome to Best in Class. Hey, Jay, glad to be here with you. Best in class. Let's roll. Uh, honored to have you. Now, Brian is best in class at what he does. He's one of the best in the world, and he also helps others become best in class at what they do. Now, uh, a few months ago, I had been working with Brian and, and done some sessions with him to learn his best practices and how to be a better coach and how to be better at what I do. And I explained to him my best in class philosophy and uh, the process. And he stopped me in my tracks and he said, AJ, that's your podcast. That's your brand. And I said, okay. And here we are a few months later. So I just want to thank you for that. Uh, it's an honor to have you on the show to tie, uh, tie it up into a bow. Yeah. Glad to be here, man. We're ready to talk about some mental performance. People can kind of close the gap from where they are to where they want to be. And before we get going too far, why don't I share one of my most you know frequently shared strategies, AJ, which I call 1% better. And I think that's, if you're going to be best in class, you understand getting 1% better. And everyone talks about getting 1% better, just simply being better today than you were yesterday, better tomorrow than you are today. But when we look at 1%, of a day, it's only 14 minutes and 24 seconds. So a lot of what I'm going to share with you here today, AJ, around best in class strategies for mental performance and with the executives and the athletes and the high performers that I coach, all of these strategies can be implemented in simply 14 minutes and 24 seconds of your day. So as you're listening to this, think about crafting your 1% better game plan. Mm. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm already learning a ton. We're about a minute in and uh, we're already getting hit with gold. So get out a pen and paper. And what I can say is everybody needs a, a Brian Kane, needs Brian Kane in their life from time to time. No matter what you do, you're a business owner, you're a parent, a teacher, a coach. You need Brian Kane in your life, whether you have him as a coach and he's very busy and in demand uh, to have him as a coach, a mentor, get into what I call the Brian Kane universe. I, I believe Brian's created a universe similar to when they talk about Star Wars and Marvel. He's created a really special universe of success and happiness knowledge through his daily podcast, through his, po his uh, podcast interviews he does with others, through his YouTube channel, through his books, through his uh, certifications, no matter where you come from, what walk of life, you will get something great from Brian. So that's just uh, my challenge to anybody listening. Jump into that Brian Kane universe. You'll be better off because of it. Uh, the first thing I'd like to ask you about, Brian, in terms of your process is what you've told me this is one of your signatures or keystones of the work you do, the four-step goal formula. Can you walk us through that, the, the key points of that, the essentials? Yeah, it's actually something I unpack a lot in my book, 1% Better, and teach through my mental performance certification and our system around mental performance mastery, like you discussed, AJ. 
And the concept of the four-step goal formula. Now, if I'm working with a baseball player, I might call it the four-step player development plan. If it's a corporate setting, I might call it the four-step human development plan. But for our context, we'll call it the four-step goal formula. Step one, set your intention. What is it that you want? What do you really want to accomplish? And with that, we have two types of goals. We have telescope goals into the future. What do I want to get long-term? Microscope goals. What am I working on in the next, call it 24 hours, maybe the next seven days? And if we get enough of those microscope goals, eventually our big goals come true. All big goals are are a series of small goals, decisions, and behaviors compounded over time. So we call that setting your intention, getting clear on what it is that you want. And then step two is to schedule it. You got to get really good with your calendar because time is the one factor that's the same for everybody. One of my favorite books, The One Thing by Gary Keller of Keller Williams Real Estate, he discusses that the secret sauce of real estate success for the agents he's had is time blocking and time blocking your day. And when we time block our days, the thing that I have my clients focus on is their PM routine, shut down to go to sleep and recover, AM routine, how you get into the day and get your day going, and then blocks for your energy, fitness, nutrition, blocks for your work, whatever that is for you, and then your love blocks or your family blocks, that block with quality time, family, quality time, friends. So when you time block your day, you immediately going from playing defense where the day is dictated for you and what you're doing to playing offense where you're dictating the day. And we talk a lot about in the athletic context, going one pitch at a time, one shot at a time in golf, you literally just go one block at a time throughout your calendar. The third step is to measure it, insert maybe the number one coaching strategy that I found in the last 20 years. And I'm embarrassed to say it's one that I learned from having Marshall Goldsmith offer author of what got you here. Won't get you there on my podcast over a decade ago. And when I asked Marshall Goldsmith, I said, what's the number one coaching strategy that you used? He said, success checklist. He said, I make a checklist for all my clients, the behaviors that they want to stop, the behaviors they want to continue. It brings awareness to those behaviors and awareness is the first step to growth. And they would go through and track those behaviors. And then he would provide the accountability and they would send that checklist to them. Well, I finally started using that strategy, the success checklist, because uh, a mentor of mine, a guy by the name of Harvey Dorfman, who was the GOAT of the mental game of baseball, when I asked him what I call the million dollar question, AJ, what do you know now you wish you knew then? He said, growth follows a three-step process, awareness, strategy, action. Build awareness. Where are you? Where do you want to go? What's in your way? Strategy. How are you going to help get to where you want to be? Action. Put the strategy into action. So when I use an app called Habit Share, the concept of a success checklist, and some people might use the Heroic app when they get their social platform dialed in, and some might use a paper and pencil checklist. But when you have a success checklist, and I can see what my client's checklist looks like, here's the behaviors they want to have, they want to execute on. Here's the behaviors maybe they want to stop. How consistently do they want to do that? How many days a week? Every time I get on a call with them to coach, the first thing we look at is are you executing on what you said you wanted to start and what you wanted to stop and what you wanted to continue, your behaviors? Because it's not what you think that's going to determine your results. It's what you do, right? They say your decisions determine your destiny. Well, three frogs are sitting on a log, AJ, and one decides to jump. How many are sitting on the log? Three. 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 Ah. Why? Because there's a huge psychological hurdle between decision and taking action. Mm -hmm. But when you know what you want, intention, step one, you schedule it, step two, when you're going to take action, you measure it, step three, did I take action? And then you get to step four, reflect and refocus. And when you reflect and refocus, we do a daily journal. It's really simple, something that's been monumental in my coaching in 2023. It's the first year I've really hammered down on it. So the journal 
comes in two places, pre-work, post-work, AM, PM, whatever fits for the athlete. As a baseball player who I'm coaching, they do it in the locker room before the game. They do it in the locker room before they leave to go home. Pre-game, post-game. Pre-game journal, what are my three keys to keep it simple? What are my three affirmations? What's my one word focus? What's my most important task? Post-day, post-workday journal, what were three wins for the day? What were three gratitudes? And what do I got to start, stop, and continue to help me get to where I want to be? That's the journal. That's how we set our intention for the day. Then I do my reflection at the end of the day. And when I set intention and I do reflection and I and I refocus, that's how I can stay consistent throughout my you know weeks. And all success comes down to, AJ, if we want to simplify it, is do you know what your ideal day looks like? If you don't, start there. And when you have an ideal day, then you craft an ideal week and you craft an ideal month, you craft an ideal quarter. Next thing you know, you've put together a great year, rinse and repeat, you have a great career. Success is not complicated. People are. Mm. Okay. Those last few minutes are some of the best wisdom you'll ever hear on any podcast, what Brian laid out there. And I can tell you it works. If you follow that process and you don't overthink things and you listen to what he said there and you do, you do what he says and you apply it with simplicity and discipline, it will change your life. So I challenge you, everyone to rewind that one, go back. And and Brian, you said that's in your, your 1% better book, your 1% yeah, so so that process that I outlined, the four-step goal formula, is something that I teach inside of my book, 1% Better. Uh, and it's also something that I share inside of another inspirational fiction that I wrote called The Ten Pillars of Mental Performance Mastery. And AJ, as you know, as an MPM certified coach, I have a certification program. So if you're a coach listening to this and you want to learn more about mental performance and our systems and strategies that we use to help athletes close the gap from where they are to where they want to be, check out my certification program. If you're a high performer, a corporate athlete, a military athlete, an athlete athlete, check out my 30-day athletes program that'll also give you all the strategies and tips and techniques that we use to help close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and give you the best chance for success. Mm. And I can attest to it. The mental performance master certification is exceptional. There's nothing out there like it that I found in 20 years of studying. Appreciate practice. that. It's it's the best in the biz, and I'm not the only one who thinks that. I know two other high performers personally who got certified in it, who were also extremely happy with it from different disciplines. One from law enforcement, one who's uh, an athlete and a coach as well. So you mm-hmm. don't have to um, be a sports coach or a coach like Brian Art and I are to get value from this. You can be a leader, a CEO. You could be a parent. It doesn't matter. Uh, there's just, it will just change your life, what he teaches. And, and you'll see, there's a few more things we'll talk about today that I imagine, um, will change your life as well. It's, uh, one of your quotes, it segues from the four-step goal formula, uh, show me your calendar and I will tell you your future. Can, can you expand on that? So people understand the importance of time blocking in the calendar. Yeah. I mean, everyone says they got big goals, right? And everyone tells says, thank you, Nick Saban. I'm going to trust the process. And I always say to people, well, show me the process you're trusting. Like, show me your success checklist. Show me the behaviors that you're committed to doing on a daily basis and whether you've been doing them or not, and they can't do it. Or I say, hey, don't tell me about your big goals, your BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, throw that shit out the window and show me your calendar and show me what you're doing on a daily basis that would align with what your goal is. Because we need the goal to be able to reverse, reverse engineer, but too many times people get stuck in the secret method, which is the law of attraction that I want to have this thing, but they don't have a plan. They've reverse engineered to get said thing. So you have got to be really good at planning and executing. That's how you're going to get your goals. 
obviously you have to start with the right goal and know what it is you want to accomplish. Enter step one, set your intention. Then you schedule one time block. Step two, show me your calendar. I'll tell you probably about how much money you're going to make. I'll show you probably about how good your fitness is going to be. I'll show you probably about how good your relationship is going to be because all that time needs to be reflected on your calendar. If it's not, you guess what's going to happen. You're going to do what you feel like doing. And when you do what you feel like doing, they call that the easy path. And easy has a price. So that's why time blocking is so important because you do the work ahead of time. It's like um, in the Odyssey, the sailor, right? Names is escaping me right now. Um, but the sailor, right? Who's coming into the sirens and coming into that area where the sirens are these demons who are beautiful and they sing and they bring these sailors in with their beautiful song. And when the boat comes in and gets stuck on the, on the rocks, the sirens turn into demons and they go and they kill the sailors. They take their gold and they, and they, they sink their ships. Well, the captain of this one ship, he knew the song of the sirens. He knew how beautiful it was. So he made a thing called pre-commitment and his pre-commitment was he put cotton balls and wax in the ears of all of his sailors. And he climbed to the top of the mast of the ship, tied himself to the mast, told his men, when I'm screaming at you to go in closer, I don't want you to be able to hear me. So don't take the, don't take the cotton out of there. I don't want you to listen. I want you just to navigate the ship as close as you can, but safely to get us out of there. Do not take the cotton out of your ears. So he's up on top of the mast tied there. And as they get closer and he can hear and he can see the beautiful sirens and their song and it's enchanting and it's sucking him in. He's screaming to his sailors, get closer, get closer, get closer. But they couldn't hear him. So they went in, they turned the ship, and they sailed back out to sea, and he survived. But the only reason he survived is, is because he made pre-commitment. So if you're going to a casino and you haven't set a limit for yourself, or you're going out with you're going out to a, an engagement and you haven't set a limit on how much you're going to drink, or if you're not going to drink, guess what's going to happen? You don't make that pre-commitment. You're going to go in there. You're getting. You're probably going to end up making some mistakes that you regret later. And most of the people who I've worked with on sales teams that have gotten terminated. There's more people that have gotten terminated because they've lied on expense reports because they got hammered and they didn't they didn't do something appropriate, or they got they got fired because they were an embarrassment because they let themselves get out of control in a situation. Well, because they wonder were underperforming. Mm. So you know you have to make the pre-commitment to what it is you're going to do, and more importantly, make the pre-commitment to what you're not going to do. So those are two things I think that become important for people is that idea of the pre-commitment. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's powerful. Personally and professionally. <laughs> mm. Easily applied to both. And it's a simple habit. It's a simple habit to time block, get it on the calendar and think about what you don't want to do as well. Right? Not just what you, what you want to do, but also what you want to avoid. Can, can you talk about that maybe for a minute here? What's yeah, there's, there's really there's really two ways to get ahead. Do more good, less bad. And you know, on Netflix right now, there's a show about quarterbacks, which would be cool. They're following Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins. Well, what you'll see in this is that Kirk Cousins maps out his week into 15 minute blocks, color codes them, knows when he's going to be in the cold tank, when he's watching film, when he's walking the dogs, when he's having lunch with his wife. All of that is scheduled. And Kirk Cousins needs to do that because he's trying to be one of 32 people on the planet that are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So when the stakes are that high, the preparation has to be that good. The scheduling has to be that good. You see, the bigger your goals, the tighter your routines and your schedule need to be. But there's two ways to get ahead. And I'll share a story from another quarterback, a guy by the name of Tom Brady, who I'm sure you've heard of, a seven-time Super Bowl champion, arguably the greatest competitor in the history of any sport. And Tom Brady, who went to St. Francis High School in Northern California, 
there was a baseball player. I live 15 minutes from Arizona State University here in Paradise Valley, Arizona. They had a kid drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. I had worked with him and he went to the same high school as Tom Brady. He came to my house before going off to minor, play minor league baseball. And we were talking about the difference between college and pro and now in college, there's structure and it's imposed on you and you have classes and there's all these things you have to do and you go be a pro athlete and now you have time. And that's, that's the problem, right? It, it, you have so much time, so you waste time. It's a problem. So we have to create the structure that we need. When we don't have the demands on our schedule, we have to create those demands on our schedule to keep us focused on moving the needle towards where it is we want to be. So he, we're sitting there talking about that. And he goes, man, you sound a lot like Tom. I said, who's, who's Tom? And he goes, oh, went to the same high school as Tom Brady. He just texted me and said, hey, congrats on another first round pick out of, you know, uh, I think it's Jay Sarah High School. I was like, you were texting with Tom Brady? When's the last time you were texting with him? It was about five minutes ago in your driveway. I said, send him a text. Ask him the million dollar question. This is one of my favorite questions, AJ, that your audience can ask people that they come across who are leaders and influencers. And that question is, what do you know now you wish you knew then? What do you know now you wish you knew then? I said, ask, ask Tom the million dollar question. Get an answer back within like five minutes. It was awesome. And it said, as early as you can, find out what's good, what's bad. Do more good do less bad. We'll have a great career. So there's some TB12 wisdom for you that makes it sound so simple. We know that simple isn't easy, but he's on the right path. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to look very deep into reflection to say, what are the behaviors that I'm doing when I need to stop? What do I need to start? What do I need to continue? I do that every day, AJ, as I mentioned earlier in my journal, every morning, I'll write down what behavior do I need to stop? Like for example, working past 8 PM, what do I need to, what do I need to start doing? Start getting in bed by 8 PM. What do I need to continue doing? Get up early in the morning at like four o'clock and get my workout in and get my journal in and get my reading in before my daughter gets up between six and six 30. So if I'm not getting up that early in the morning, but I don't like getting up before I am. I've learned to, right? Discipline turns into desire. Now I like it. I, I actually love it, but I don't like going to bed at eight. Because I like I like to you know work and then have some time with my wife and do some do some other things for myself. But I know if I don't get to bed between say eight and nine, my target goal eight thirty, I give myself a thirty minute window eight to nine. My awake goal target four thirty, I give myself a window four to five. But when I get up early, I, my days go much better. I play offense. But in order to get up that early and have the energy, I got to go to bed early. And in order to go to bed early, I have to be structured and I have to be scheduled and I have to say no to a lot of things. So with my journal in the morning, like this morning, I wrote down start, stop, continue. What is it I need to start doing? What do I have to stop doing? What do I need to continue doing to get to where I want to go? What I could tell you about Brian is I believe a a big reason why Brian has created this world-class practice that his coaching practice is because he lives the mindsets, habits, and strategies of high performance every day. He showed me his calendar. I know his habits. I understand his mindsets. The reason why he attracts eight UFC world champions and Olympians and Hall of Famers into his practice is because he lives it every day. And it can't be faked. And he brings that kind of energy into his life, uh, which is really important to live by example. People don't always do what we say, but they do what they see. And and the way Brian lives his life, that's why when you listen to him talk about these things, he speaks with such certainty and passion and conviction because he lives them every day. And this is what it takes to become best in class. And he's sharing with us really the process day to day. Uh, Maybe one more question in terms of habits and then maybe just a few. I know we only have a few minutes. Rapid fire mindsets. If if you uh, I can I can throw those at you. Some of my favorites that you share. uh, Here's uh, 
last habit, the bigger the income, the bigger your the library. Every book you read is like tacking on $1,000 a year to your income. And can you share five or 10 of your all-time favorite personal development books, books on success and, and performance? Yeah. I mean, if I lower my desk here, I got them all right here. You know, I mean, I, I, got, a, I got a library, right? So uh -huh. I'd go through it. I would start with Heads Up Baseball by Ken Revisa. I would go into Legacy by James Kerr. I'd go into The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I would jump into The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. The Practice of Groundedness by Brad Stolberg. Life is Yours to Win by Augie Garrido. Uh, I would go into, you know, um, that. That'd be my list. Okay. Oh, that's powerful. How about leadership, Brian? Anything, any leadership books you'd recommend? My favorite leadership book, ironically, is probably not a leadership book as much as it's like a coaching book, but it's called Above the Line by Urban Meyer. And people don't talk about Urban Meyer much because he didn't succeed with the Carolina Panthers and the situation with the dancer and the bar and the whole deal. But, you know, everybody's human being. Everyone is going to make mistakes. And, you know, uh, people deserve a second chance. And when you take a look at his book, Above the Line, he talks about leadership is about two things. It's building trust and getting results. And if you're going to build trust, it's going to come down to what I call the six C's of trust. Do you have a connection with the people who you're working with, which comes from time and shared adversity? Are you consistent? Do you have character? Do you have competence to help them get to where they want to go? Are you skillful? Do you communicate well? And do you have the courage to do the difficult thing and have the difficult conversation with people when it needs to happen? So if you focus on those six C's, you're going to be able to develop the skill of leadership. I think the other two primary jobs of leadership are to clarify and implement the culture and to acquire and develop talent. So in the world that I work in, coaching executives and a lot of high-powered head coaches in the NCAA, the two things I'm always working with them on is, hey, have you clarified and implemented your culture? Does everyone in the organization know your core values, what you stand for, your mission, your vision, and what's above and below the line behaviors? If they don't, that's where we need to start. And then the other piece would be uh, acquiring and developing the right talent, right? You can start with a better, you can start with better talent when you can recruit to a high level, but ultimately uh, you have to also develop that talent to maximize it. Mm. Uh, and, and Brian's also, he, he also, also has some of the highest leadership IQ I know. So what he offers is in, in the Brian Kane universe, as I call it, is not just mental performance, but also the habits of success, leadership, culture, strategy, all these things, no matter what discipline you're coming from or field. Maybe we can do some rapid fire here, Brian. Some of your, what I call maybe your greatest hits. If you could just give me a sentence or two, your thoughts on these. We have a limited time here. You need to have a coach. You, you need to have a coach. Mm. Uh, find somebody who's going to provide you three things, what I call the three traits of greatness, clarity, accountability, and support. They're going to give you clarity. Here's the strategies. They're not just going to sit and listen to you, but they're going to give you strategies and things to do. And they're also going to provide accountability. They're going to inspect what they expect. And then they're going to give you support. They're going to be available. And they're going to, going to also be there to put the pieces back together when it hits the fan. And they're also going to pull you back down if you start getting too high. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, e plus R equals L. Just event, plus, event plus response equals outcome. I've talked about it a ton today with clients of mine. Uh, you don't control the events that happen to you or go on around you. All you control is your response. Your attitude is your decision. It's the most important decision you're going to make every day. And when you control that response and choose that attitude, that's what's going to influence the outcome much more than the event. Oh, beautiful. Everything happens twice, once in your mind, once in reality. Yeah, everything happens twice. You got to see it first, right? And this whole mentality that if you see it, 
you can achieve it, right? Or if, if you can conceive it, you can achieve it. Well, there's a big gap in there, my friends. And that gap is called hard freaking work. So if you can see it in your mind, and then you go to work relentlessly on it every day, you got a chance to bring that to fruition. You got a chance to make it happen, right? If I see myself dunk a basketball, I haven't jumped in probably five years, right? But if I see myself dunk a basketball, I'm not going to go do it unless I do a ton of work for a long time to develop the strength that it takes to get there. So this isn't motivational speaker mumbo jumbo, man. This is actual practical reality and strategies that yes, mental imagery is real. Visualizing the outcome actually keeps you further from the outcome because when you stop visualizing, you often feel worse about your current situation because you're so far away from where you want to be. So the best practice and best in class would say, tell me where you want to go. Let's reverse engineer a process to today to help you to get there. And then let's visualize taking the next step. Visualize the next step. I call it the next 200 feet. You want to drive from Paradise Valley where I live to Boston, Massachusetts. You get in the car tonight at midnight. You start driving across the country. You can't see across the country to Massachusetts from Phoenix. All you can see is the next 200 feet of the road. So you drive that 200 feet. You drive that 200 feet. You drive the next 200 feet. There's going to be potholes. There's going to be car accidents. There's going to be animals that run out in front of you. Good. Get back on the path and keep driving the next 200 feet, taking that next step until you get to your destination. Mm. The key minds, you've worked with eight UFC world champions, eight. The key mindset and the key habit that they all had in common that you found. Key mindset in terms of self-confidence maybe and just the most important habit. Yeah, key mindset I would say is learning to act different than how you feel. Learning the confidence is something you do, not something you feel because every one of those guys I worked with felt nervous and scared going into the octagon because it's a damn fight against the second best guy in the world. So you know you're going to take some damage. You know it's going to be the most difficult night of your life. Good. That's what you signed up for. It's what you trained for. So let's act different than how you feel because confidence is something you do, not something that you feel. And the other piece would be obsession, just obsession with greatness, obsession with development and obsession with getting 1% better. Oh, beautiful. Brian, where can people find you? Uh, briancain.com, B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N.com. Uh, also on Instagram and Twitter at briancainpeak, B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N-P-E-A-K. And also my mental performance daily podcast, which you can find in Apple and Spotify, wherever you do your podcasts. And AJ, I'll give you links to those. So you'll have those for the show notes. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I highly recommend you uh, go on wherever you listen to your podcast, Brian Kane daily. Brilliant. He's got several great books out there. His YouTube channel is gold. His certifications are highly useful. Get into the Brian Kane universe. You'll be better off because of it in terms of happiness and success. Brian, thanks for what you do. Thanks for being who you are. Thanks for the inspiration. Thanks for the wisdom. Thanks for helping me make this happen in terms of this podcast. Uh, everybody needs Brian Kane in their life in one way, shape, or form. Awesome. AJ, thanks for having me, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Dominate the day. Go be best in class. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Awesome. See you, man. Got to go. Appreciate